Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Players Lounge podcast. On this episode, we have someone who debuted in Test cricket at 17 years old. 17 years and 153 days to be precise, which made him the youngest wicketkeeper to debut in Test cricket. I'm talking about Pathiv Patel. Pathiv Patel will be joining us, but that's not the only impressive thing about him. How about the fact that eight years after that debut, he earned a recall to the Indian Test side, having missed 83 Test matches in between? And that, my friends, dear listeners, that is a story of hope. Also joining us on the podcast, our favorite former England international, Graham Swan. It's always great to hear from Swanee. And let's hear from Pathe Patel. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Please be honest with me, but what is your skincare regime? Because I swear... You look the same, like when you made your test tape, you're all the way back in 2000. Uh, I don't know. It's just probably the lights and all of that now. But yeah, I've been, uh, you know, some, some, some guys are just blessed. I, I don't know. No, no, no. Tell us a little more. You, the secret. You can bottle it up. Share it with your friends, buddy. Oh, I, I just use a bit of uh, sunscreen. I'm not into that. Oh, I drink a lot of water and stuff. <laughs> That's something which I don't much anyway. I'm, the, I work, I'm lucky enough to work with parts of it, Star Sports. And I can tell you... <laughs> That that beard, I reckon he draws it on. I think he's still 16, 17 years old because <laughs> I've never seen anyone look younger in my life. If it wasn't for the deep voice, I think this is still a schoolboy sat next to me. Look at, look at the size of him. He's a sharply dressed cookie as well, Party Patel. It's a sharp cookie. I like him a lot. Thanks for the kind words, Pani. Yeah, speaking of sharp cookie, before we get into this, I'm not so sure if you have the visuals, but what were you and Swanee doing in the studio, dressed as the men in black with the shades and shooting some promo? What's going on there? That was very sharp, gentlemen. I'm telling you, it was, for me, it was forced. It was natural for Swanee. Because no way near I could look like a man in black. I had to have a stool to, you know, match up to Swanee's height. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it was a little segment they got us to do. And it was called Out of This World. Um, and I immediately, as soon as I turned up, so day one, they say, we've got, we want to run these ideas mm -hmm. by you. We've got this idea for you and Partib. And I went, well, what is it? And so it's called Out of This World. We want to dress you up in suits. And I went, tell me it's like men in black. It is. I was sold immediately. I thought, this is amazing. And so we only got to do two or three of them. How much then, convincing did it take for you, Pathiv? Uh, I think it, it took me about uh, two days because I wasn't sure whether I could pull it off or not. 
But then, you know, because I was coming into He's broadcasting full time. No, but listen, speaking of natural, let's get back to that test debut because, I mean, it, it's extraordinary. It's something to remember. 17 years, 153 days. You know, you're the youngest, but it's not like you're making de- your debut at home in the subcontinent on pitches that you're used to. It's in England. Uh, you've got some iconic players in that Indian dressing room. So tell me about the call up that you're being called up to the test court. And then when you walked into that dressing room or that match practice, who's the first person you spoke to? I mean, what were your impressions? I think, first of all, when I, when I got selected uh, for 16 to tour England, I think I clearly remember I was coming from Sri Lanka. Uh, we just finished India A tour and I had landed home at four in the morning and I was sleeping. And, and you know, in those days there was no Twitter or there was nothing. You know, we had to mm-hmm. wait for that 12 o'clock afternoon news <coughs> to be breaking, you know, on the Doodarshan where, you know, they would announce the team so I didn't know my sister was yeah. watching the news and, and she came up and she woke me up and she's like you know you are, you are selected I was like uh, I thought I was in a dream or I I, I remember telling her <laughs> I remember telling her that okay don't let me sleep I've just come at 5 in the morning so no but it, it's obviously a dream for anyone to represent your country and you know to to see that fulfilling in front of your eyes I think it's, it's, it's it was incredible and about debut also it, it has a story I, I wasn't going to play that test match. Ajay Ratra was first keeper. I remember mm. Yasir Arafat. Does anyone remember? Of course, Yasir Arafat from Pakistan. Yes. He was our net bowler. He was bowling those the reverse wing Yorkers to uh, our batters yeah. in, the, in the nets. And Ajay Ratra was batting in the nets. And so John Wright told Ajay Ratra that last ball. And Ajay Ratra said, no, I want to bowl. I want to face one more. And that Yasir Arafat came in and bowled a toe crusher Yorker to him. And he, and he got injured. And so, so I didn't know. I, I just had, you know, there was some rumors in the dressing room around and Ajay Ratra might not play, but it wasn't sure. So I think 10 minutes before the toss, they were still taking his fitness test uh, because I'm sure they were not sure whether I'll be able to play for India at 17 or not. <laughs> so I, I was giving throwdowns to uh, Rahul Dravid uh, and uh, uh, Saraf Ganguly came in before going to toss that you were playing. So it was all in, you know, never expected. It would have been different if I had to sleep through it. But then, you know, uh, it all came in very quickly. And is it Trent Bridge as well? It was at Trent Bridge, yeah. Every time I see that Nottingham ground, you know, I, it takes me mm. back to 2002. See, I, I live a mile from the Trent Bridge ground. I can see it from my bedroom window. And one of the things that I remember, because I didn't always live in Nottingham, but I remember Party Patel. Because when you grow up playing cricket and everything, you know all the players. And whenever a youngster comes in, you have to ask around, like, who is this lad? What does he do? What does he do? I turned the TV on and Patrick Patel was wicketkeeping. And I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen him. I was like, who is this kid? I think, is this... I couldn't believe it. But tell, if I'm wrong, did you have blue gloves on? Yes, I had those blue gloves on, yeah. Yes, so. yes. I remember the blue gloves and this baby face and these big eyes. I thought, wow, look at this kid. But, but in England, we love an underdog. We love a story like that. So the unsuspecting player or the, the, the team who aren't fancy or whatever. And so the whole of the country was rooting for this new Indian keeper. We didn't want to see Tendulkar score runs and Dravid score runs. We wanted to see this new kid like taking catches and scoring some runs. It's a brilliant story. And I mean, you had to do it, right, Pathi? You had to hold fort and you had to ensure that, you know, you know, that there's no defeat on the card. So you actually had to, in a sense, uh, 
you know, walk the talk at 17 years old in England at Trent Bridge. Yeah, it was. And and I remember getting a duck in first innings, uh, you know, when I got on zero in first inning to Harmison. So actually it was Harmison and Robert Key's debut as much as well. I, I'm Harmison's first test wicket. So, you know, getting out on zero, coming into a dressing room where I was sitting next to Anil Kumble and Anil Bhai was like, don't worry, all the great players get zero in their first name so, <laughs> so don't worry about all of that so you know all, all sort of this you know there was definite you know say help from the senior players because when I look at now the youngster who plays comes into international scene they have the exposure of IPL but then the difference between yes. first class cricket and international cricket was huge now having grown up I can't say I was grown up at 17 but having seen Sachin Tendulkar <laughs> or Rahul Dravid or Saurav Ganguly Anil Kumle being heroes and you know five months before I, in fact we were touring under 19 and they were giving us lectures on leadership <laughs> and all of that and there I was you know uh, playing with them so it was surreal but you know I'm glad that I had that opportunity of maybe you know playing out one session but all the hard work was done by uh, Sachin Tendulkar got 92 I think Rahul Bhai got 100 in second mm-hmm. inning Saurav Sar- got 99 but I had to face those 90 difficult balls and I'm glad that you know we could draw uh, drew the test match and then we could draw the series because of that test match but you know all of this when I think now you feel that oh that was huge but then at 17 you don't huge, worry yeah. about all of this you don't think that you know yeah. you don't dream that you know we will be in your debut test match people will still be talking about that do you did was there a moment in that test when you know because any cricketer is concentrating so when when i was bowling you're concentrating when you're batting you're concentrating for me when i was fielding i'd sometimes just look around and think there's a full house here and i'm playing for it i look down so i've got lines of i'm playing for my country and, and and for me, like you're looking at Andrew Flintoff's over, you think, how is this happening to the to me? Did you ever have that moment in that first test? Did you ever just think Sachin Tendulkar stood next to me to slip? Yeah. It did happen in the dressing room. I think there are quite a few times where I used to get freezed in the dressing room. Where if I'm looking at Sachin Tendulkar, yeah. I would I would just get freezed in the dressing room, just looking <laughs> looking at him. Or say VVS Lakshman. So so Lakshman Bhai was the mm. I think the closest I, I could get to, and and you know he was very kind, and every time he could he had that. Uh, probably habit of observing new players and you know he would try and talk to new players and try and make them comfortable yeah so he asked me once you know why do you get freezed in the dressing room i said yeah but i'm looking at all of the superstars of cricket and i do i had that moment but yeah walking into uh walking in with the uh, team I thought I was, you know, my heart rate was beating quite high. And while batting, I was literally, you know, getting into, I don't know whether I will be able to face Matthew Hoggard or Flintoff or Harmison. Mm-hmm. They were quick. And then uh, and obviously doubled my height. But so uh, it was. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you do get that feeling when you're making your debut for sure. Was it a f- moment, Parthiv, where uh, just your debut, was there a moment where you, because if I'm not wrong, you hadn't played Ranji Trophy season your team yet right before you made your debut so was there a moment where you felt like okay I belong in international cricket uh, see obviously I did not play Ranji Trophy before I made test debut mm. but I had done a couple of India A tours you know I, I, I did South yeah. Africa tour I did Sri Lanka tour where you know when we went to South Africa the tour was full of you know 
the young superstars so called mohammed kaif yuvraj singh and there was there were quite a few you know players who were already had played for india in in one day format not so much in test but yeah you know once you played that test match that after that you get that feeling yes you do belong here but before you make your debut once you have not you know been on the park you always go with the questions will i be able to you know perform here will i be able to do well or not i'm sure even if you're not 17 those questions do arise in your mind when you're making your debut for your country so it did happen to me as well but after that first test match i think everything settled and and probably you know could express myself more after the second test matches You know, one thing I remember about my test debut is Simon was in Chennai and there'd been a lot of build-up. Simon was the exact opposite to yours, Partiv. You were young, sort of out of, plucked out as obscurity in the international sense and, you know, not even playing until 10 minutes before the task. And then, right, youngster, you're in. Mine was like 10 years of county cricket having been dropped by Duncan Fletcher because he doesn't like people who laugh and then thinking I'll never play And then when it came round in the end, I was, I remember thinking on the bus from the hotel in Chennai to the ground, it's about half an hour. And I remember thinking, I hope this ride is a bit longer. I want to take this in, but I don't feel ready to play this game yet. I don't feel like it's sunk in. Um, I wish I'd had what you had that 10 minutes before, right, you're in. Stop giving throwdowns to to that legend, Raul Dravid. Go get your pads on and have a few hits. Um, so I, I just always remember that that amazing feeling, like just sitting on the team coach and the excitement building. You see the fans outside the ground and stuff. And I know at Trent Bridge, you come in from the city over the river and you can see the ground there. That must have been incredible as well. Yeah, it was. I think it's a, and it, England, it's different. You're walking through the uh, normal people as well. You know, in India, you go straight outside the dressing room and yeah. just jump into the dressing room. But in England, you walk through the you know spectators who are coming, especially in Lords yeah. and Nottingham and all. And that's where you know you hear murmurs as well. And especially me being Gujarati, you know, there are Gujaratis everywhere. And especially they they do come, <laughs> come down to the ground in numbers. And I do I can hear them, you know, telling me a few things in Gujarati about you know uh, making my debut. and stuff so yeah it was complete as you said you know reliving those moment when you when i when i think about it it was huge but now you know it's all sunk in now mm-hmm. i'm retired but it's it's amazing because of course we will always talk about it it's the one thing that people will remember is that the fact that you made your debut at 17 years old but what about the fact that you came back and played test cricket again after 8 years since making that debut you know you waited it was a gap of what 83 matches before you did that so what gives you more pride if i could ask you that uh, definitely making a comeback i think making a comeback is is definitely more you know, difficult because there are the you're a wicketkeeper and there is only one wicketkeeper in the side and it if happens to be a captain of the side there is only one way you are getting in is either you know he retires or either he gets injured or or maybe you know he takes a break in our case that was ms dhoni before he retired so we still had to keep on you know playing well and something which i told myself while i was you know playing domestic cricket and and you know club cricket back in amdabad and stuff so there was something which i had told myself that i will keep my intensity at certain level no matter which level of game i am playing whether it is a district state level india a ipl whatever and i will keep myself ready for every series which is coming up so if india is playing to south africa i'm even if i'm not nowhere in the scene to be picked i would prepare myself that i'm going to south africa or australia so you know probably you know after making comeback after 8 years i think that made it slightly easier for me because i wanted to you know be prepared for that series and and for people 
may not know that I was thinking that way. So as soon as I came into that mm. test match, it felt like I was just coming out of a first-class game and playing another one. That's amazing. This this should be a film. Partin Patel could be like an inspirational movie there. Just think that, you know, the, the, the Australia series can be, you're the best around. Like the montage sequence doing press-ups and facing bouncers. And then eventually walking back around and he just pans back and the whole crowd's around him. He's back. Anyway, I've, I've gone off on a, on a wild course there. Sorry. I, I agree with you, Swanee, in a sense, because it's eight years. It's not just one or two years keeping the faith. That's eight years. Eight years where you've seen the career of the iconic MS Dhoni and then Rhythman Saha comes into the side. And then, then part of you led uh, Gujarat to the, you know, a win in the Ranji Trophy. You did it literally all by yourself. You were man of the match and that. So eight years is a very, very long time to keep the faith going you make it sound very nonchalant but there are, it's it is inspiring was there a moment where you said i don't know if i can do it anymore should i be you know letting go of these dreams uh, there are other keepers coming through i mean rishabh pant is there now was there a moment and how did you get through that moment of doubt if there was one oh definitely there was i mean i would be lying if i say you know i'd never believed or i never thought that i will never be able to make a comeback there were definitely moments of those and i think that's where your family and and friends comes into play where you know they make you realize that you know there is there is a goal there is a lot of cricket left in you and i definitely had that uh, strong belief in me that yes i could make a comeback i could play for india again but yeah there were doubts of you know whether i will be able to do it or not and i think that's something which changed in my attitude was um, if i can share a small incident where we finished a first class game a uh, first class season i was uh, landed in bombay i met saurav ganguly at the arrival hall he was also there and he asked me how did your season go i said yeah i'd scored 800 runs in a season so he's like yeah you do that every time but now if you want to make a comeback you'll have to you know play knocks which can take your team to the podium level which is uh, uh, t20 uh, national wins or vijay hazare one day or ranji trophy so that's where i decided you know yes i want to score runs as well but i want my team to do well as well and win ranji trophy i think to sony our team was uh, gujarat team was really bad to be honest to start with i think when we were we were just trying to survive in fact just to survive in an elite level so thinking that gujarat will win ranji trophy was a distant dream i think you know you can make a comeback after 12 15 years but winning ranji trophy was a huge dream for us and fortunately i had players who had done well in junior cricket and i had the support of our own home association that's where they had given me all the liberty they said pick your players and do whatever you want to do with them so there's only one thing which i did with all the youngsters was i i challenged them in practices i said if you are playing 100 balls i'll play 101 if you are taking 50 catches i'll take 51 and if you're running five rounds i'll run six so that's where you know if our punch was not very very talented but there was one way we could you know make our mark was by working hard and you know that philosophy which i had that you know if you keep working hard it anyway you know it's a cliche thing that it turns out to be well at some point of time but in my case i could say that i lived that cliche that we worked hard and in the end of the day we won ranji trophy and i made a comeback as well Right okay so I said before tongue in cheek this should be an inspirational movie why is this not a movie the gujarati team this is hollywood this isn't bollywood this is worldwide come on Steven Spielberg if you're watching get this done so just just to you know uh, say on this we are working on the movie which is in gujarati nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey look you need a villain as well you need an englishman who's always the villain 
like the dodgy umpire. Get me in, please get me in. I beg you, Palton. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But Pathev, if you go back to your debut years and you're talking about some iconic cricketers, these are your early years. I mean, wicketkeeping in itself is an art and you're keeping to people like Anil Kumble and Harbhajan Singh and Swani, you can get into this as well. You know, what sort of challenges did you face? You had to adapt yourself, let's say, I mean, not just on subcontinental pitches, but overseas as well. And then, of course, those subcontinent pitches where the ball turns. I think to me, uh, a biggest challenge to keep to Anil Kumble and Harbhajan Singh was not the spin they were getting. I think the bounce and the pace which which they were getting, I'm sure Swani would agree. I think if, if it's spinning slowly and if it's not bouncing, it's still easier and then you can still get behind the ball and, and collect it. With with Anil Kumble and Harbhajan Singh, I think they were bowling very quick and, and they were quite accurate. And the bounce which they were getting. and because of the height which I had, I, I I couldn't get behind the ball all the time because I had always had to be beside beside the line and that's where sometimes you know edges where it had to cover more ground. So that that was probably the biggest challenge which I faced keeping to Anil Kumble and Harbhajan Singh and. The challenge to keep in England to fast bowlers, I think Zahir Khan's ball, you know, the basically ball wobbles a lot in, in England, we've seen that. And especially the seam-up bowlers like, say, Ishant or Zahir Khan, or now you can see Mohamed Shami. Uh, swing bowlers, they would still swing in one direction, but when the seam-up bowlers are there, it would hit the seam and you don't know where it is going. And it would just, <laughs> just die down to you at, at don't know when. So I think keeping in England was probably the biggest challenge to keep to fast bowlers. And spinners of course in India well you mentioned that wobble in England Trent Bridge where you made your debut is the most notorious place for wobble when it goes past the stumps Lords is bad as well 
But Trent Bridge is so bad. In my first year playing for Nottinghamshire, who play at Trent Bridge, I was still at first step. And Chris Reed is a weak keeper. Now, Chris Reed, another small guy, similar height to you, Partiv. Brilliant, brilliant wicket keeper. Should have played a lot more for England. And one of the, we had a bowler called Paul Franks, who played England under 19, actually had a cap for England as well. He was the seam bowler. He never swung it. He hit the seam, tried to deck it in. And honestly, his wobble was ridiculous. Normally up and down, but sometimes side to side. And one of the first balls he bowled, I remember it going past the stumps and really just went, whoops. And I stood there watching it and it hit me on the knee. At first slip, it wobbled that far, just whoosh. And I was looking at the keeper and it just banged me straight in the knee. I thought, who would keep in a place like this? So kudos to you in your debut for keeping at Trent Bridge because that wobble really is, well, it's a, it's a keeper killer, we call it, the keeper killer. I, I remember a few incidents where I think Robert Key was playing, Zach was bowling and he, he was beaten by this much and I almost you know, took it with one hand in front of a slip and I thought <laughs> I've, it was edged and I then appealed like anything like any wicketkeeper would do. So, you know, <laughs> we saw the replay and it was missed by this much. And you're also doing it with nine fingers. I mean, that in itself is a bit of a challenge. How did you make the adjustment especially with the gloves and what's the story here I mean you lost the finger in your childhood right yeah it was childhood incident when I was nine when I was six it came in the door when you know we did a surgery and had to cut it so basically you know a lot of people they ask me whether you know how how did you manage to keep wickets with nine fingers so my real thing is I didn't know how, how it would have been if I had 10 fingers so I didn't know I always started with nine so I don't know whether I missed it or not but yes I was making slight bit of adjustment in my wicket keeping gloves because my little finger was not you know uh, it couldn't fit into the uh, left hand of the glove so I had to you know tape in the last two fingers to you know, to maintain the cup of the glove. Now and, and I know the back inside story of this so it's a certain family member who was responsible for this finger wasn't it? And she's always been, she's always felt guilty about it or, or taken the credit for it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my sister. I, I, was, I was very naughty and I, I, I bit her in her nose. So she pushed me in the bathroom and stuff. So yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was, that was a little story behind it. Hey, Swanee, isn't this the second guest we've had on the Players' Lounge podcast without a finger? Pat Cummings was the first who lost his finger because of his sister. I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think that we should start like making a new salute or something for these boys, like the rock and roll with our fingers bent down. But I mean, I love my I love my brother as a kid. I mean, we didn't maim or or mangle either of us, either of each other growing up. So it must be different for you guys. Yeah. So Waka Yunus doesn't have that little finger as well, though. No? Mm. But he was responsible for that. There was no one else. For I never realised so many fingers had disappeared from the planet. There must be a bag somewhere with all old used fingers. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, let's, let's not get into that. Let's instead go into the fact that your former RCB teammate, A.B. de Villiers Pathiv, once said that Pathiv Patel is the most irritating cricketer behind the stumps. So I want to take you back to a couple of years. You debut in 2002 and just, you know, a few years after that, Pathiv Patel decides, I'm going to sledge the Aussies. And oh, not just any Aussie, but Steve Waugh. Do tell us the story. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> I'm not very proud of that story. I, but I, I, every time I go on the, any of the interviews, I've been asked for it. Yeah. 
uh, see, obviously we were play, we were winning to uh, you know playing to win that Test match and Test series as well. Uh, back in 2003-04, Australia was a huge side, especially you winning against them in Australia. That would have been a completely different page in Indian cricket history. So Steve Waugh was playing his last Test match, and they had to chase down 420 last day. And Steve Waugh, being non-Australian, he was blocking it out. He wasn't he wasn't playing shots and. So I, you know, obviously while wicket keeping, I told him, "Come on, Steve, you will not get this chance ever again to play your favourite slock sweep because Sydney, you know how it turns on the fourth day." Anil Kumble was bowling stump to stump. I was just trying to make him play that slock sweep of his, and he defended the ball and he turned it around and he's like, "Mate, how about giving me some respect?" You were in your nappies when I made my test debut, and it was that in '85 Steve O made his test debut, and '85 was my born year. So, <laughs> and everyone around in the team. So that was I. I remember Lakshman was at silly point, Akash Chopra at short leg, Sachin at gully, Saurav at leg slip, Rahul Dravid at slip, and everyone was laughing at me. Well, you know what? But you know why they were all laughing at you, don't you? Because they were they were intimidated by Steve Waugh. Steve Ward did, and you, that's exactly what Australians are like. They will chirp and say whatever they want, but you can't say anything back to them. I applaud the fact that you did that. Well done, Pardon. I'd have been uh, back in 2018, you when, when Jason Waugh, his son, was you know one of the part of extras in Australian team, you know, they announced the squad for only 12. So Jason Waugh was, you know, probably there as 13, 14, 15 to field. And I was part of that 2018 tour as well. When I, was, I wasn't playing the test match. I was just walking around with the drinks. And I, want, I went to him and told uh, Junior War that, you know, just pass on this message to your dad that you have to show me respect because you were in your nephews when I made my test. <laughs> Full circle. I love it. Do you believe in that? Because you see, as a viewer of the game, I think with the ways that, you know, things have adapted and broadcast and you can hear what's being said because of the stump mic, I think it's an important part of the game. I think as a viewer, I enjoy it quite a bit. But does it actually play a role for you personally, Pathiv? Did it make you a better cricketer? What did it get out of you? I think it does. As long as you're not abusing anyone, as long as you're not getting uh, personal about anyone's life, I think that there is no harm in doing it. And just a bit of banter here and there. It's it just part of the game. You're not just like robots who would, uh, you know, bowl and bat. You know, there are certain things that brings a charm into the game as well. And for viewers, for us as well, there are a few characters like, you know, they like to get into, get into the game. Maybe, you know, by picking up, not a fight, but just a bit of, you know, banter in between the focus more apparently there are there are some of them they like to stay quiet so i think it depends on 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 individual but i'm all for it as long as it's not personal as long as it's not abusive because for us we have to uh, even if it's not heard on in in stump mic but the lip reading as well you know we got to remember the kids yes. watching you know and they could um, imitate us by doing that so uh, i know aggression and all of that but i think you know that that's where as Say role models, you you need to be uh, you know be careful about which words you are using on screen. I couldn't agree more with that. Chirping, if, if it's used to like try and break the batsman's concentration by having a laugh, or or like Pardis said, come on, you won't get the chance to play your favourite street song again. That's fine. The problem is, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care who this offends. Some people just do shout abuse and question your parentage and shout stuff. They're the ignorant, stupid people who shouldn't be allowed to talk on the cricket field. You know who you are. 
You know you are. Yeah, we all agree. It does not need to be derogatory in nature at all. It's banter. But Pathiv, you know, uh, I'd like to get a wicketkeeper's opinion because is it important or how important is it really to develop that relationship with your bowlers? Because obviously you have to have a relationship on the field when you're setting up a particular batsman, you're setting the field in a certain way, but off that field as well. And is there any particular partnership with the bowler that you really cherish? You know, was there some sort of incident where things really came to plan? Yeah, I think it is very important as a wicketkeeper, you keep talking to your bowler and, and, you know, just keep telling them, you know, this is a line which you're bowling or from behind the stump, it looks like this space would be better, whether you, want, you should be bowling a slightly faster or slightly slower when you can't just change the bowler's basic completely but you can just tell them you know just a little bit of adjustments and and if he succeeds uh, if he gets success in that uh, that that helps you to you know build that relationship between wicketkeeper and bowler and then uh, one incident or quite a few incidents which we have, me and Harbhajan had I think you know we we shared a great uh, respect for each other and we used to trust each other a lot on the field uh, of the field as well but yeah just you know I can I can tell you the uh, incident where Kedar Jadav was playing for Delhi Daredevils then and we were playing for Mumbai Indians and I thought the way he took his stand, stance I thought even before a bowl bowl felt like he's going to go he's either going to go step out or he's going to go uh, slog sweep so I from behind I just told Harbhajan that you know just maybe outside the off stump if you can bowl outside the off stump and he understood he stepped uh, stepped out and we had a stumping so that that was one incident the other one was uh, Shuresh Raina's uh, stumping in 2015 IPL final where it same it felt like you know he's going to go over uh, long on and he's going to run down straight and same thing I told Harbhajan that fuller and slightly wider and we had another stumping next ball as well so these are probably a couple of incidents which I could clearly remember that we had planned we thought this could happen and credit to bowler as well to you know uh, uh, trusting me and, and delivering that as well that, that's also another art you know understanding the game but you know trying to deliver what you want to deliver all the time or maybe most of the time that it's also credit as well. Yeah, you just said about relationship with your, with your bowler. As a spin bowler, I can tell you that a good relationship comes from a keeper basically not making mistakes and doing whatever that, helping the bowler out. So that is exactly, Matt Pryor used to do exactly the same for me. He would, he would offer a few words of advice to the batsman. He'd try and goad them into playing shots. So just like Partey tried to goad Steve Hoare into playing a lap slog, I always wanted a batsman to try and drive me through extra cover. So I'd leave the field open and I'd, I'd say to Matt, I don't want to do it. I don't want to shout it from this end, but I want you to keep encouraging him or keep talking to the captain going, mate, I really think we need an extra cover because this guy's going to drive it through there. This is too easy. He's going to hit it there. Come on, Cookie, you need to catch. And the amount of times that that would work, that relationship can, honestly, it can get you over a series five, six more wickets than you would have done otherwise. So it's it's brilliant. I mean, Partiv and Harbidjan, that's definitely one of the relationships I, I remember. Off spinners and keepers, thick as thieves. And there was one incident which I can tell you where I missed a stumping as well. So uh, Michael Clark's debut series where, you know, I felt that he was stepping out first ball of any spinner irrespective of where the ball's been pitched. So I told Anil Bhai was bowling, so I, I told him I feel that he's stepping out every over. First ball of the every over. And said so next over we can try try and you know bowl outside the leg stump if we can, you know, induce stumping there. And he did step out but he bowled a googly and spun and I missed it. But that's something that's also happened as well. I have to ask you this, Pathiv, because there is a school of thought and I've had a lot of shows uh, with the great Sunil Gavaskar and he truly believes that we 
wicketkeeper batsman, this breed of wicketkeeper batsman, and we're talking about someone like yourself who at times opens the innings as well, are true all-rounders because it is double duty. You keep one entire innings and then you're looking to maybe open the next innings. So do you look at yourself as an all-rounder? Absolutely. I think, say, if you're a wicketkeeper, wicketkeeper can bat in top six, like Rishabh Pandey is doing right now. That is giving India an option of either another spin all-rounder or a fast fast bowling all-rounder or an extra fast bowler in, in, in a previous test match. where Because they could trust Rishabh Pandey's batting, they could get two all-rounders in Jadeja and in Shardul together. So, I think, we, for me, I always tell every young wicketkeeper now that I've been part of this thing, where, you know, whenever you are batting, you should be thinking that you are the pure batsman of the side and you should be contributing as much as the pure batsman of the side is doing that is scoring 100 and winning games not just those 30s and 40s where you know you could just you know uh, build a partnership and when you're wicket keeping forget about what you've done in uh, in batting so as an all-rounder sometimes you you can get you can you know get into that mindset that okay i've got a hundred if i drop a catch here and there it is fine or if i've kept really well today if i don't get runs that is fine but you know basically if you give them give a team that option of being a pure batsman and a pure wicket keeper you uh, basically are playing with 12 players so as a youngster i think that's something which every young wicket keeper should be doing he speaks a lot of sense, this boy, didn't he, Minx? Yeah, Sonny, I just feel that based on the trends that Pathiv is talking about as well, and perhaps it is the batting and you scored a plethora of runs in domestic cricket, and that is what, in a sense, did earn you your test comeback. And on your comeback, you scored runs as well. So do you feel that as a batsman, you came back into prominence? Hundred percent, without a doubt. I think you know that's that's an irony of a you know when you're getting picked for Indian side or an international side, you're always picked for your runs. You are never picked for your wicket keeper. That's and and another another thing is you're always dropped because of your wicket keeping and not because of your lack of runs as well. So <laughs> that's that's the fact of world cricket, not just India. So you know that is the reason why I I, I put uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, stress on you know being all round and equal in both of your uh, wicket keeping and batting but what do you prefer at the end of the day if someone said right tomorrow you've got to do one or the other so if someone said to me you've got to go and bowl or bat tomorrow I would bat without a doubt I, I loved batting it wasn't anywhere near hard work so don't listen to any batsman people who say that batting's hard work it's a piece of cake compared to bowling physically but I would bat what would you do bat or keep Oh, given a choice, uh, I would definitely bet for sure. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> but it's just, you know, everyone wants to be a batsman. But yeah, and especially now. But yeah, wicketkeeping is a difficult task. You know, physically, it is not as taxing as maybe fast bowling or any bowling for that matter. But yeah, I mean, yeah, wicketkeeping is a difficult thing too. And that is why all the wicketkeepers club is you know, always be proud of ourselves. If you've got that little union, like the spinners have got a spinners union, Whereas, you know, there's a little nod of appreciation. If you, if you see another spinner in an airport or whatever, you have to talk to him. It's part of the rules. A keeper's the same. Because most keepers are so annoying that they can't talk to other human beings without sort of exploding in a ball of annoyance. Is that true? No, that, that's not true. We are very, basically, we are, very, <laughs> we are the most important part of a team. So, you know, we have our, we have our union. I think me, Deep Das Gupta, Ajay Ratra, we're very close. MS Dhoni, whenever we meet, we always get into these deep discussions where, you know, I took a liberty of asking him, why did you bat at number seven in World Cup semi-final? And he gave me a long answer, which I'm not going to tell. But yeah, we do get into all sort of things as we can keep us. We do, we can get cheeky. <laughs>
Okay, let's move on to our Dare to Declare segment. Gentlemen, this is got to you by Betway, where we talk about all the trending topics, what's hot, what you're talking about, and we'll get some quick-fire predictions from you, Parthiv, as well. But of course, the hot topic, and why wouldn't it be the hot topic, is the India versus England Test Series. We've discussed this before on the Players' Lounge podcast, where Swanee believes that, you know, a session of batting could decide this entire series. Uh, what about you, Parthiv? Where do you think the series would be won or lost? I think, to be honest, uh, uh, India is very strong side. If you look at man-to-man, if you look at the way Indian team has played in first test match as well, I think India definitely looks very, very strong side. And... uh as far as England's fortunes are concerned, I think they will rely heavily on the way Joe Root bats. I think even this test match, it turned out to be like that because of that Joe Root's fantastic 100. At the other end, Don Sibley was batting at 20 of 130 balls. So for for all of them, Joe, Joe Root was batting on a completely different surface than any other batsman on that wicket. So for, for India, I think if India has to win this series, which which is very likely and, and which is India is definitely ahead in this series, but Joe Root would be a big wall which they'll have to break yeah i think this first test was a definite like microcosm about how the whole series will go you're absolutely right first innings the ball does everything in england on a lot of pitches second innings it's good for batting so the fact that joe root got 100 and yet england only scraped to 300 in that second innings the indian top six is better than the england top six without a doubt and that is going to be the difference i think so the last time around uh, that India went to England, everyone said that this is the best chance that India have of beating England in this series. And it didn't really go that way. And now people are seeing it again with the kind of arsenal that they have and uh, with the batting lineup as well. What do you think, Pathiv? Well, I well I personally do not believe in, in saying that this is the best opportunity because, you know, the, the next time when we go around Indian team, might be better than this as well. So you, we cannot just say that this is the best opportunity, but we can definitely say that there's a great opportunity for India to win series after 2007. Especially what I really like the way bowlers bowl in this test match. I thought there was significant difference between the lengths which they bowled in World Test Championship finals and and here where we saw a lot of LBWs and bowls. It showed that you know they were bowling well, they were bowling right lengths, they were not afraid of getting driven. I think in England this will happen you might just get cover driven for four but there are chances of getting batsmen out is more and that's exactly what India bowler, Indian bowlers did so I think that's a, that's a great sign for our bowlers Yeah, however I'm going to just put a caveat on that Mohamed Shami if he bowls a yard fuller will clean up in England his seam his seam position his swing is magnificent but he bowls a yard too short. And what we what, what happens in England is you look amazing. You beat the bat a lot. And everyone goes, how is this guy not getting wickets? Mohamed Shami's record in England isn't great because he always beats the bat. He always bowls well. If he bowls a yard fuller, like Siraj did in this match, and like Jasprit Bumrah does, bowls at the sun, he will clean up. You heard it here first. I totally agree. I think Lance is key. For sure, as far as India is concerned. And Mohamed Shami was brilliant in uh, uh, WTC final as well. I thought, you know, it was slightly surprising to see he going back to that back of the length, length as well, uh, where, you know, other yeah. other bowlers actually went fuller. So, but yeah, I think, you know, I could say just a one-odd test matches where, you know, he didn't bowl that well, but I'm backing him to bowl well again because he looks in great rhythm, Mohamed Shami. Yeah. Well, that's it. He still bowled well, but he just didn't take wickets. There's a huge difference between taking wickets and bowling well, I think. Yeah, you've got to take 20 sticks to win the test match, right? And let's talk about this England team from an opposition's perspective. Uh, Pathiv, you look at this team list and you see no Jofra Archer. There's no enigmatic Ben Stokes. Does it change the aura of the opposition? 
Oh, absolutely it does. I think more, more than Jofra Archer, yes, Jofra Archer is, is one of your prime fast bowlers who can actually, you know, rip you apart if he gets it right with a lot of pace and length and all of that. But I think the charisma which Ben Stokes brings to the table, you know, when when he's on the ground, he he might not be, he might not win you games on his own alone. And obviously, he's an outstanding match winner. But the charisma which he brings in, like, you know, for an example, what MS Dhoni would do on, on the field, if he's on the field, if he's not performing, but the team rallies around him and that's something which you can see it in Ben Stokes aura as well I think that's something which probably more than the performance of course they will miss his performance but that that leadership quality which they need England needs that's something which will be a huge blow as far as Ben Stokes is concerned and of course it's Lords at the end of the day yeah, I think you've got to enjoy Lords. You know, it's Lords after all. You know, you're playing you're playing a Test match at Lords. I think Rishabh Pandya didn't play a Test match at Lords. You know, last time around, Dinesh Karthik's were keeping us there. But yeah, Lords is something very special uh, place in anyone's heart, and then you got to just enjoy out there. And and I don't know whether Swanee would agree to it or not. Just you know, they are there in there and there about. For us, when we entered Lords, it's a completely different feeling. That Macau cricket and all of that. You know, some of us have actually taken a grass off sometimes to see whether you know what it is like to be at lords so just you know just enjoy it enjoy the uh, you know being proud with you as well you know it, it's, it's a special feeling all right so quick five prediction time Parthiv just say whatever comes to mind who's going to be the player of the series player of the series uh, I'm putting Jasprit Bumrah as player of the series okay who is going to be your surprise package surprise package uh, uh I'm backing Achinkya Rahane to be surprised package. I think I love him. I think the way the players have been putting pressure on him, I think it deserves a lot more than the kind of you know press, uh, you know what we hear of him in press conference and stuff. Uh, you know, he's won you a series in Australia. He's got 100 at MCG. You know, he's probably his vice captain of the side. Maybe you know he just goes under the radar a bit. But he got a brilliant 100 at Lords last time around. No, last. Uh, 2015, 14? Uh, yeah, 14, he's got a brilliant 100. And every time he's, he's against the wall, he's come up with special performance. So I'm, I'm backing Ajinkya Rahane to give special performance. And does that kind of lead me on to the next one, who's going to score the most runs? Most runs, I will still back Virat Kohli to get most runs. And this is something we always do on the Players' Lounge podcast for every guest that we have. Just three uh, you know, generic questions that we ask them. Um, who's the best captain that you've played under, Pathif? Uh, it has to be Saurabh Ganguly. I think Saurabh Ganguly was probably, you know, he's obviously when he's your first captain, you do have that soft corner. But the way he, he had that unbelievable man management skill, and he, you know, he would always rally around the guys who was not done well or who are, you know, who feel that he's under pressure. He would call you to the room and he's offer his tea and he offers his those merry biscuit which he carries around with uh, everywhere in the world. <laughs> so there are that. To me, I think Saurabh Ganguly is probably the best captain I've played on. According to you, who is the best wicketkeeper right now? Best wicketkeeper in the world? Uh, unfortunately, just a wicketkeeper that Ritiman doesn't find a place in 11. But I think BJ Watling was very, very underrated. You know, he's got retired, but I thought he was he was brilliant as well. Uh, yeah, that's about... I don't, I don't see anyone. I think Ritiman Saha is someone who's there in the international squad, but he's not playing. But BJ Watling just recently retired. And if not cricket, not a cricketer... Could you be any other sports person, man or woman? Who would you like to be? I would like to meet Roger Federer, just for the longevity and everything. You know, I've been <laughs> No, no, this is good. This is this is good because my auntie's losing her husband to Roger Federer as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's that backhand. Every man wants 
Every man wants Roger Federer's hairline and backhand. Oh, I've, I've been caught. I've been caught. Parthiv, believe this, okay? Almost 10 years of marriage and a baby boy later. And I had no clue that Roger Federer was his favorite. It was his man crush. <laughs> I, 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 in fact, used to wear those uh, RF caps and T-shirts every time Roger Federer, you know, would, would play play the game. I was um, that fanatic. And, and yeah, I, mean, I would like to meet him. Parthiv Patel, thank you so much for joining us on the Players' Lounge podcast. Great insight for you. All the best for the upcoming season of the IPL, you know, your new role, handling the talent, uh, but also as a broadcaster because you're certainly killing it there. So all the best to you, Parthiv, and thanks so much for taking out the time. Parthiv, you've been out of this world. Thanks, buddy. See you soon in Bombay. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com